Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I'm here today with, I feel like I can say reoccurring guest, <laughs> reoccurring guest, Becky McNeely. Oh, oh there goes Bassie. Let me grab it. Where'd it go? I think it went under my chair. Under your chair. Okay. Time out. Pat, gotta retrieve it, Bassie. Where'd it go? I don't see it. Oh, it's under your chair. Okay, my belly's too big oh, no. to go so low. Here you go. Okay, I wish you guys could have seen what just happened. Like, anytime something goes under something at this point, I'm like, child, come get it. My belly's too big to flatten out. But anyways, we got the passy. Hopefully we're good now. Becky McNeely is here with me today, and we are going to talk some things that, I mean, it resonates with me currently, and I know it <laughs> resonates with you, so hopefully it will be helpful for listeners as well. But before we get started, I wanted to just say, if you want to have more information from Becky at the fruitfulandfearless.com page, so we do memberships, If in case you don't know, there's memberships, and um, with the lowest tier membership, you can get access to all of the pages, and one of them is the Keeping Home page, which has just tons of organizational, what all's on there? You want to kind of plug that a little bit? I think there's organizational stuff on there, there's, um, and it, there's cleaning tips, um, sometimes some of the things that I have for sale in the Fruitful and Fearless shop, I'll put as freebies on there mm-hmm. for whoever has a membership. Um, and then it's also just a really good place to ask questions and not just get answers from me because I don't know mm-hmm. everything, you know, but to get answers from other people too. I know one lady messaged on there and said, you know, how do you clean cloth diapers? Mm-hmm. And other people have asked questions about, you know, how do you organize this area of your home or things mm-hmm. like that. And so kind of getting to brainstorm and, and get input from lots of ladies yeah. that, have a, have other bits yeah. of wisdom and things to glean from. So yeah. uh, I think that's my favorite part about that page. And mm-hmm. from the other pages on there too is getting to learn from other ladies mm-hmm. that you don't even know personally necessarily. Mm-hmm. They might be across the nation or different state yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm. just somebody you don't get to ta- chat with a lot. And yeah. so, um, yeah. Cool. And then the planner, when are you doing pre-sales for the planner? Um, as soon as we can get everything finalized and like a, like a test copy, but once we can get that, and then mm-hmm. that way people can see like the inside and stuff. Yeah. It'll be very similar to what last year's looked like. Um, there's a couple new features I'm gonna add in there of just things that things that I've wanted over the year or things that other people have recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, the only two things I think that are new. One of them is someone recommended having a spot for praises oh. instead of just mm-hmm. prayer requests, mm-hmm. so I put that in there. And then another thing I thought of is each week having a spot to write down ways you can be a blessing to mm, other people. That's cool. Um, so that'll be in there too in the, in addition to what the regular weekly planner looked like. Mm-hmm. So, But those will start here hopefully soon. Next cool. few weeks we'll be able to yeah. do pre-sales. And Same. then our hope and goal is to be able to have them 
all out for people for Christmas presents mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. So, I, as you can see, I have mine right here. Mine has <laughs> been well loved, well loved. <laughs> throughout this year. I use mine every week, and I use the commonplace for my notes for podcasting. So that has been my favorite feature is that it's basically like a notebook in the back of it. So mm-hmm. I don't have to be carrying around multiple things. I have my planner. I have my commonplace in the back that I write down lists and thoughts and reminders for myself and notes for podcasts and all those kinds of things so yeah yeah. so anyways that will be on the website soon also we're starting um mary shelley's frankenstein next month in the book club so if you want to read frankenstein with us hop on there and uh, be a part of the book club because that's going to be fun jc our friend jc she's the one who runs the book club and she was telling me all the interesting things about mary shelley that she will be the background and oh (laughs) it's crazy it's really creepy uh yeah weird dark uh past for the author of Mm -hmm. frankenstein but it'll be a fun read for the fall so anyways let's go ahead and get started the title for i'm gonna pray I'm going to That's a good idea. <laughs> Lord, please help us as we talk about this, that we would be a blessing to the listeners. And I pray that you would give us clarity of mind and speech and that you would work through our words to help others and that they would um, be, be able to uh, take care of the people in their homes well and to glorify you in the work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so the title is How to Keep a Working Home Clean. And how to prepare for when you can't. So maybe first we should set up a what is a working home. I think for us, there's a lot of moving parts in our home. There's a lot of things that happen here on a daily basis. Um, Jared works from home first. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people from our church in and out of our house every day that are coming to meet with him or drop something off or get a key or need counsel or want someone to pray with or drop a book off or <laughs> or shoot a bow and arrow and talk. And um, yeah, lots of things like that are happening with him. And then he also studies from here. His library is here, does sermon study and podcasts here. We podcast here. That's what we're doing right now in Jared's office. Lots of things happening that surround his work life in our home. And then we homeschool from our Mm -hmm. home. So that means that once a day for a few hours, a giant mess is made in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) On the kitchen table in our school corner. We've tried to do school a lot of different places. At one point, I was going to do it all downstairs on a desk. Very like, this is our school location. Not centralized, but just apart from the rest of living. And I did not like that because I am a serious multitasker. And the whole time I'm just like, come on. I got to put that laundry in the dryer. And it's upstairs. (laughs) And you need to finish this so I can go do that. So anyways, so we do school upstairs in the middle of everything so that I can get someone started on their handwriting and then go flip the laundry. Mm-hmm. And then I can come back and check what's going on and, you know, I can multitask. And it makes it easier when you have littles too, like yes. Robbie, yeah. who might need to raccoon a little bit or yeah. might need to follow you to help with the dryer yeah. or might need to run to her room to get something mm-hmm. or, you know, makes it a little bit easier when you have little hands close yeah. too. So... Uh, Okay, so we homeschool from home. That's another part of our working home that has a lot of moving parts. So we make this Mm -hmm. giant mess, we get our schoolwork done, and then the giant mess gets put away after that, okay? So then also we all 
with exception of course, but most days, 90% of the time, eat three meals a day here that I cook. <laughs> so that's a lot of things happening in the kitchen. Um, whereas you can imagine the opposite of all these factors, like if your husband is away at work or if your children go to school somewhere else, <clears throat> And then, like, if your husband and children are away somewhere else at school, then they're probably eating there. Right. Um, you're not cooking three times a day for them. Um, so there's a lot of cooking that's happening in the kitchen. So there's a lot of wiping of things, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of washing of dishes. And then, so we homeschool here. Jared works here. We cook here a lot. And then we also have other, like, side gigs, side hustles, like, that we do that are a part of our daily life that also are making a mess outside or making mm -hmm. a mess in the garage or, or things like that. So I say how to keep a working home clean because I think a lot of times people can wonder how on earth you do keep a working home clean. Yeah. How do you how do you keep a house clean when you it when you just have a lot of toddlers or have a lot of people in your house or you eat there a lot? Like how mm -hmm. do you maintain a clean house when you're doing a lot of things in it? It's not hard to keep a show house clean right where there's not a lot of people or they're just there to sleep mm -hmm. that's not that hard to keep that kind of a house clean because there's not a lot of people messing it up but well, and houses like that can can very quickly become museums yeah <laughs> where it's like everything's in a glass case don't mm -hmm. touch you know everything's just for looking but when you have children especially you know you're home is a working home you're going to be you're going to have messes and you should have messes mm -hmm. if you don't have messes and you have children mm -hmm. then you probably have some unhappy children too <laughs> what are they doing? or just are they sedated or right <laughs> i was gonna say or they're just out most yeah. of the time yeah. you know um you're going to have messes and you're going to have things that happen because life happens there you know mm -hmm. i was listening to all of the things that you have happen in your home that's life mm -hmm. you're you're living together you have that you know especially when you have a tight-knit family where you're spending a lot of time together, messes are going to happen, yeah. things are going to get out of place because that's where life's happening. Mm -hmm. It's not a museum. It's And what is it that Lexi says all the time? Or Brian, one of the two. The working farmhouse, not a model home. Yeah. Am I quoting something that correctly? Along those something lines. like yeah. that? Yeah, I think he said that at our conference that we had a few years ago. I think so. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. A working farmhouse, not a model home. Mm -hmm. It's not... Our, yeah. our homes are not for display only. Yeah. They're for use. Yeah, and when you have children that you are encouraging to be creative, to mm -hmm. work with their hands, to learn new skills, not just sit in front of a TV or a video game all day right. long. Like, I actually want them to be doing things with stuff. But then sometimes it means walking in and finding boxes turned into yeah. ramps. Yeah, or, I was showing <laughs> Becky their new room. Because <laughs> we've been remodeling and moving people around in preparation for a new baby and a spot to put a new baby. And I was showing her their room, and I was like, oh, this happened while I was away at book club. There's some kind of a box, giant box situation that a mattress came in yesterday. But anyways, yeah, I want them to be creative. I want mm -hmm. them to make things. I want them to build things. I want them to be Play-Doh models on my kitchen table. Right. I want things like that to happen because the opposite of that is them just sitting still doing mm -hmm. something like TV or something right. like that, which is fine. Like, we, we're not anti TV ever, but I prefer for them to do, be doing other things for the majority of the time. Right. So that is just a setup for what is a working home and what does a working home look like? But at the same time, I don't want that to be an excuse for me to not do my job. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think that's a, a ditch that you can fall, you can fall in a ditch on either side. You can fall in the ditch of 
my home has to be perfect all the time, everything has to be in its place, or mom's gonna have a come apart, or you know. So you can you have that ditch on one side, and then the other ditch is, well, I want them to, I want our home to be lived in, so it can be chaos all the time, mm -hmm. and it can just be a wreck all the time, and I don't have to keep just it clean because I have and children. See all my Cheerios on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think. I think you can you can fall in either one of those ditches, but again, you want to you want to stay somewhere in the middle of mm -hmm. a, a happy medium where you have a well ordered home, but a well ordered home is not a perfect home. You're not yeah. going to have everything. Everything's not always going to be in its exact spot, mm -hmm. but you can still have good organizational systems. You can still have good rhythms that support keeping things where they need to be because it makes life easier when you can find the markers and yeah. when you can find the Lego pieces mm -hmm. that they need and when you, you know, um, but not doing it to their detriment, but mm -hmm. for their benefit. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we have to have everything just so, or, you know, you see all the beautiful organizational systems on Instagram or mm -hmm. something that I dream of sometimes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but oh, realistically, toys. <laughs> realistically speaking, that's not how life's yeah. going to be all the yeah. time, you know, because you know what always cracks me up. The books that are in a rainbow yes. on the bookshelf. Uh -huh. I'm like, how would you ever find the book you... I mean, <laughs> I, whenever I come to our library, I'm not like, it was a red cover. Okay, it that's really funny <laughs> because my kids' books are just organized by... Like, we have the picture books yeah. and we have board books. Mm -hmm. Those are We keep those separate. Um, but that's because Jack doesn't like June getting a hold of his I paper understand. books without mm -hmm. supervision, mm -hmm. you know. But Brandon makes fun of me for the same thing because on our bookshelf, mm -hmm. where we keep our, like, you know, our Brandonized books up higher from the kids' reach, they are in rainbow order because that is how my brain oh, works. Oh, you really? Because I'm like, well, I know the, I know the book was blue, mm -hmm. but I don't remember who wrote that is it. so funny. But he came down after okay. he built the shelves for us, and, and I got all the stuff organized on there. I was like, babe, you got to come see this. And he comes down, he goes... How are we supposed to find anything? It's all by color. I'm like, is that not how your brain works? Do you not think about the cover yeah. of the book when you go to find it? He goes, no, I, th I look for the author. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Well. Like a normal person, Becky. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, after I said it's not a red cover, I'm like, actually, I do kind of look for the cover if I remember mm -hmm. what it was like, or like the spine, if I remember what it was like, I yeah. would like, yeah, so like maybe I, I talking... shouldn't make fun of the rainbow bookshelves. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> But the ones that are like really perfect, I'm like, do you actually read those books or did you just buy them because they fit mm -hmm. with a color scheme? But especially it does look when cool. I see that in kids' spaces mm -hmm. is when I go, mm, that lasted for the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's done. Yeah. That's not, it's not, it doesn't go well in a working home. Yeah. Yeah. Again, model home, maybe. Working yes. home, not so much. Yeah. So our systems have to be a service to the people. Right. Not just a service for the Instagrams. Yes. Or for our mind or for our eyes or right. for what we prefer. <laughs> like, there are many things that I prefer organizationally or aesthetically that wouldn't mm -hmm. serve my family. So I have yeah. to be cautious to make systems that serve my family that they can adhere to and keep mm -hmm. up and, like, that they can flow with and right. not just me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the benefit of doing that as a homemaker, too, is you realize that the systems are for the people mm -hmm. and then you real for your people. And you also realize that the home is for your people, yeah. too. And I think it prevents or helps from getting in those ditches of everything's not perfect. Mm -hmm. It's not where it needs to be. And it just keeps your mindset of, nope, it's OK if this isn't how I'll, if this isn't how I would have it right now, yeah. because they're helping and they're working. Yeah. And the, this is helping our home mm -hmm. uh, be a happier more joyful place mm -hmm. if things are not 
yeah. so type A. Yeah. You know? So, for example, like if you want kids to empty the dishwasher mm-hmm. and put the dishes away, but you have kids that are not tall enough to reach the cabinets that the dishes go in. Right. Like this is not a system that will work well for everyone. Mm-mm. Everyone's going to be frustrated. Yep. No one can achieve their goal well. Nope. So maybe for a season <laughs> you have some dishes that go in a lower cabinet right. that are not breakable and that they can easily help mm-hmm. be a huge. And that's that's one thing when I talk about how do we keep our, how do we keep our house clean? Like what is our process? What we do in our home is going to be different than what other people do in their home. Let's talk about our processes a okay. little bit. Okay, so one thing is I like to keep things simple. Mm-hmm. In my head, when you have less things to mm-hmm. manage, mm-hmm. it's easier. It's just easier, and it takes less time. And so keeping things simple, making sure that everything has a home is super helpful too. Like in the kids' room, their their toys are by category, and I do have we do have a toy chest for the ones that are just – Weird random Mm -hmm. toys that don't really have a home but can go in there, Um, but for the most part they have, they have little bins that are easy for them to get the lids off of, easy for them to put the lids on, and then um, before I had Elsie, I did put labels on them too, so that when Brandon's helping them pick up, he knows what goes in what bin, and Mm -hmm. he knows kind of what the categories are in my head Mm -hmm. of these are the cars and these are the characters. That way he's not just looking at a room going. I have no idea where anything goes, yeah. you know. So, And I, it makes it helpful for bigger kids, too, that can yeah. read. Mine can't read yet. Yeah. But. I also labeled my kids' dresser drawers mm-hmm. for that same reason. So postpartum, That's a good idea. This was with Pravi that I did this. So postpartum, Jared or my mother-in-law or whoever was helping that week, if they mm-hmm. were going to put clothes away, they would know. And, and now my wear. readers, they know pants going, Ransom's pants going here. Right. Valor's short sleeve shirts going here. That's smart. Mm-hmm. I did that with... I didn't do that with their dresser drawers, but I did that. They have some drawers in the closet that have their shoes, mm-hmm. socks and undies, mm-hmm. things like that. And I did label those because Jack and June share a closet. Mm-hmm. So that keeps that simple. One thing we do, which is not everybody's favorite, that's fine, but I don't have, I don't fold the kids' clothes mm-hmm. because that way they can put them away. Mm-hmm. And June, who's two and a half, she knows where all of her clothes go and mm-hmm. can put them away. But if I'm taking the time to fold them, then it, it can become a problem for mm-hmm. me to get really frustrated. I just folded that. And yeah. Now you're just whipping it yeah. out mm-hmm. like a two-year-old will and yeah. tossing it in a drawer. Mm-hmm. So why we can cat? She sorts them by mm-hmm. you know pants and skirts and PJs and things mm-hmm. like that. And then she puts them in the drawers. But then she gets to help. And yeah. then I'm not spending all the time yeah. folding these tiny pieces of clothing mm-hmm. that are then just unfolded in yeah. three minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, but grown-ups clothes get folded mm-hmm. because we're grown-ups and yeah. we know how to put them away without undoing them. I t-shirt in the drawer. <laughs> I don't typically yeah. sling it around <laughs> yeah. first. You know? But again, um, a system for your people. Right, right. And I think having I think having systems, um, even things like having a cleaning schedule and trying to avoid overhauls mm-hmm. and focusing more on just maintenance. Yeah. If you can have organizational systems in place and a cleaning schedule in place, so that you know, once a you know, once a day when you have your cleaning time or your mm-hmm. chore time set aside, you can do the bathrooms on Tuesday, and then you can do the bedrooms on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then you know, rather than trying to overhaul the house every single time, I think sometimes that can feel mm-hmm. very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It takes up a huge chunk of your week too yeah. if you're mm-hmm. trying to set aside, you know, two three hours or more just to get everything back. Um, but if your ke- maintenance is a lot easier. Yeah. If you're cleaning one room a day and then you're doing, I know for us, a huge rhythm that's helpful is doing an evening tidy 
where, and I know we've talked about this before, but just tidying up the house um, before dinner is a huge help because then when you wake up, you're not waking up to a mess. You don't feel like you're behind on the day. Mm -hmm. You can just make breakfast. We do pre-K. We haven't started officially. Mm -hmm. We did preschool last year though. And then move on with Mm -hmm. your day. It's not like you start the day behind. Yeah. So that's helpful. Another process that's helpful is just having them work with me too, Mm -hmm. of giving them little things to do. We have discovered the joy of magic erasers. Mm. And you tell a kid, a little kid, something's magic. Yeah. And they get very excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a magic eraser. Magic eraser. And they will get super mm-hmm. excited. So I'm very thankful that we buy them in bulk yeah. together <laughs> because we go through quite a bit. But they're so excited to help. Yeah. If you tell them it's it's magic and then they use it on the walls and mm-hmm. they see it take stuff off immediately, they're, they're mm-hmm. thrilled. So including them in those rhythms too and including them in that process mm-hmm. is helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think it also teaches them to be good stewards of what they have. I think mm-hmm. kids are not always but less likely to totally overhaul, uh, totally, you know, destroy something um, mm-hmm. or be careless with it if they also help take care of it. Yeah. You know, if they're involved in that process and it gives us time to talk and chat and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll put music on and sing together and hang out and mm-hmm. June usually dances with the magic eraser. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not actually being used, you know, which is fine. We're spending time together. But involving them in that daily yeah. is helpful too. Yeah. And you're teaching them a standard, you're teaching them right. healthy habits, you're teaching them that this is a process of life, we clean, mm-hmm. you're never going to escape it. Hopefully, right. hopefully you right. never stop. Like, <laughs> right. As an adult, you should continue on in this process. And, and you're going to always be cleaning. Even with raising boys, too, mm-hmm. you know, I want my son to grow up to be the kind of yeah. man who has good basic cleaning skills yeah. so that when his wife is super postpartum, he yeah. can help clean the or house too, you know, or helps. anytime, yeah, anytime, you know, I think postpartum is just fresh mm-hmm. on my brain right now, yeah. but you know, he can, I want him to be able to be a, mm-hmm. a helpful man, not mm-hmm. the kind of man yeah. that just comes home, puts his feet up and says, well, checked yeah, out, done separate. my job, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he needs to have those basic skills too. Obviously, his standard of cleaning is going to yes, be different mm-hmm. than a girl's, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't mean that mom doesn't come back behind yeah. after bedtime and, you know, wipe off the mm-hmm. toothpaste that they missed or something, yeah. you know, but, but involving, involving even the boys in that process is helpful too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So our process is, um, I do a cleaning schedule most weeks where each day of the week I have a different thing that I do, whether it be laundry or bathrooms or, you know, deep cleaning something or washing sheets or different Mm -hmm. stuff like that or floors one day of the week I usually do our floors sweeping and mopping and Jared for the past couple years we do it really early in the morning I'll sweep and he'll come behind me and mop and just makes it very easy and it's no big deal it gets done once a week and when we do it together it takes very little time. time yeah so yeah I think I think there is in our circles some notion where like the husband has no responsibility in the home after he gets off work and he comes home and it's like completely the woman's job everything in the home and of course yes we are keepers at home and the majority of the housework is done by me jared is always faithful to help me around the house and especially during certain seasons of pregnancy postpartum all those kind of things um are just like a busy week yeah Um, they're like if there's extra hosting or whatever he's always very quick and eager to help if i ask him and that's such a blessing. Yeah, it is. Such a blessing. And I think I think that it can be like a weird it can get to a weird thing where husbands are like 
not helping mm-hmm. and then wives are bitter about that and yeah. it's like well you know when we're home if we have the time right let's all work together this is all of our home mm-hmm. the kids home the husband's home the wife's home and the wife jared talks about this on the shepherd's crook podcast this is the husband's domain as well and he should be responsible for what god has given him too it's right. not an opportunity to come home and check out right that he should be actively working in all the ways around the home mm-hmm. inside and out being intentional with the children not just i work my eight hour work day and then i'm free to completely mentally and physically check out until bedtime right well and i think some of that too is a way that he can love and care for you as well yeah um mm-hmm. and husbands Absolutely. in general that's a way that they're husbands are commanded to love their wives mm-hmm. and to sacrifice for them and mm-hmm. that can be yeah they might want to come home and sit on the couch mm-hmm. but a sacrifice would be to set that aside and say no my wife needs some help mm-hmm. I'm gonna love her well I'm gonna care for her well I'm gonna love our children well mm-hmm. my children need me too you know yeah um setting those desires aside to to care for the the wife and the children and and be a benefit to the home in that way too yeah and i try to never take advantage of that like Mm -hmm. whenever he is gone or working hours not gone well sometimes he's gone but whenever the working hours the day and he's he's busy working i continue working at home too i don't just like chill out and wait for him to get home so we can do it together you right know? like no I'm working hard all day long and I try my best to get the majority of everything done before mm-hmm. he's off work and there's right. lots of nights that we don't have anything to do yeah. we just eat dinner that I prepare prepared clean up together and enjoy our family and that's the ideal yeah. situation but um if there is work to be done if there's extra chores, then we usually do it together and do it cheerfully. And I'm thankful for a husband that models that for his sons and right. our daughter, of course. But for his sons that, like, a home is not a place where the dad has no responsibilities. But mm-hmm. it's a place where the man works hard and takes care of his family in all the ways. A big way of how our home stays clean is that we all have a hand in it. Yeah. So Jared helps me and... Like I said, with the floors, that's a, a big thing that he helps me with. It, like, helps me whenever we clean up after dinner. And, and there's just lots of little things that he lends a hand with. Mm-hmm. Also, requiring children to have chores, I think, is a yes. big one. Not allowing any age of children, child to not to do nothing um, and when honestly, it comes to pick up. I, I'm thinking back to even when Jack was super little, from the time he could walk, he was helping me with chores. Yep. And obviously in age-appropriate ways. Mm-hmm. It was not putting him in the playroom at one one year old saying, well, clean the tidy room. up, bud, yeah. you know. Um, but if a kid is big enough to take things out of a toy basket, uh-huh. then they can be taught to put them back in a toy basket. Yeah. Um, so I think it starts out as small as that. It's like mm-hmm. time to pick up, and you put a right. toy in their hand, and you show them how to put it back in. Mm-hmm. Now we're all done playing. Let's put the things away. Right. And even things like, I remember Jack used to love helping me with the laundry. Mm-hmm. He would take all of the clothes out of the dryer. It mm-hmm. took a lot longer, yeah. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. you know. Um, or I'd sit him up on top of the dryer and he'd help me. I'd hand him the clothes yeah. and he'd toss them in, mm-hmm. you know. Little ways like that to include them. And then today was a really big day for Jack. He was so excited. I taught him how to use my vacuum. Nice. The little Swiffer, not Swiffer, 
the shark vacuum, yeah. that one. Um, I taught him how to use that, and he thinks he is the I'm big man you, of the house. He that is, is so one excited favorite, about it. That's one of my favorite tools for many reasons, but one of them being kids like to use it. He loves it, and, and it he, works. They, it he did a great helpful. job. Yeah, it was super very helpful. helpful. He vacuumed the entire. I mean, it's not huge, but that entire like our kitchen dining room area yeah. and down the hallway. He vacuumed that whole thing today and loved mm-hmm. it. He was so yeah. sad when the battery ran out. He's like, yeah. "Oh bummer. Yeah, got to charge it." But and um, it may not be. As good as if you would have done it, but there right. are less things on the floor than there were before he did it. Correct. And, and it's like, that's a blessing. So, he was so proud of it. Mm-hmm. And as, as he gets older, I'm sure he'll, it will get he'll better. find more of the pieces yeah. that need to be picked yeah. up, you know, um, it'll get better, but he was involved in it and he was happy mm-hmm. and he was thrilled and we got to work alongside each other, which is mm-hmm. fun. And one thing I'm learning about being a boy mom is they don't just come and sit on your lap and chat with you Mm -hmm. like girls do sometimes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he does, but boys usually chat with you the most when they're sitting and doing something Mm -hmm. or if they're working alongside Mm -hmm. you or, you know, putting his laundry away, he'll tell me all about his Mm -hmm. dreams or whatever he had going Mm -hmm. on that day or, you know, and Brandon has told me men work similar ways too. Mm -hmm. You know, they work better side by side shooting Mm -hmm. bow and arrow in the backyard Mm -hmm. is really great discipleship for men. Mm -hmm. Whereas for women, it's, hey, let's sit down and have coffee together. (laughs) You know, Um, we're just wired differently. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a, that's been a little hidden blessing Mm -hmm. in working alongside my son is getting to interact with him more Mm -hmm. in that kind of way too. Yeah. And I think boys also thrive with more responsibilities, especially yes. with ones that might be even a little bit too big for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a weed eating son now and that's a huge blessing. Oh my to our God. Life. I bet he loves the, it. Though. He loves it. It's a great chore for him. But yeah, just giving those challenges to boys of like, this is a little dangerous. Don't get it close to your siblings. Be careful. Right. Wear closed-toed shoes because you could hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but, but they enjoy I believe that in and you, they and you can do that. this, and mm-hmm. this will be a huge blessing to us if you weedy the backyard. You know. Yeah. And and I think just thinking, being mindful, and even praying, like God, open my eyes to things like responsibilities that I could give them, mm-hmm. or ways that they could be a blessing to our family and would also be good for them. Right. It would stretch them. Yeah. So, okay. So everybody lends a hand. We have daily chores that everybody does Mm -hmm. that every single day happen and then we have rotating chores that are just kind of like whenever they need to be done that these chores get done like whenever the base cabinets are looking like a milkshake's been splattered right (laughs) it's the day that your chore is to wipe down all the base cabinets do you keep like a chart for those or is it just kind of as they pop up hey this is a good job for you yeah Mm -hmm. as i see that they're the daily chores they just kind of know them at this point because they're the exact same every day yeah at the very beginning i did do a chore chart whenever they were first learning their daily chores and we would mark them and and they would know how many days that month they done them and everything but at this point they just know that they do those every day and then and then the rotating ones are as needed. Like a great one for Valor is doing baseboards, and he doesn't do yeah. all the baseboards in one day. Right. But he'll do the bathroom baseboards one day, Pravi's room baseboards another day, and it takes him like five, ten minutes. He right. sprays it with a sprayer, wipes them down, and really enjoy it. He love, kids love a sprayer. Oh, yeah. They love a sprayer. They so do. if you give them sprayer freedom and say, wipe down all these baseboards, just make sure you get all the liquid up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure it's no more wetness when you're done. And that's a benefit to using non-toxic stuff, too. Yeah, it doesn't matter if deal. It doesn't matter if they get some thieves on them. They're yes, okay. <laughs> exactly. So that's another tip, I guess, is use non-toxic things so it's no big deal if your kids use them. Mm-hmm. And if, if you don't always, then maybe have a special spray bottle that is your 
kids spray bottle. Right. You know, that just has a drop or two of dish soap and some water or right. drop a coat, <laughs> drop or two of Dr. Bronner's and some water or whatever. Um, or thieves. We like thieves. So everybody's lending a hand. Everybody's doing chores. I have my daily cleaning schedule for myself that I do and I keep up with. Like you said, not letting things get insane. Mm -hmm. Like don't ever let your dishes get more than one day's worth. Every single day being diligent to take care of that day's work. And if you do a little bit each day, then it doesn't become overwhelming and it doesn't Mm -hmm. become one of those things where you feel like you're just in over your head and you might as well just wallow in it because you can't get out, you know? It becomes, it does become a joy Mm -hmm. too, even if you're not, even if you're not necessarily quote unquote wired that way to Mm -hmm. think, I mean, my, my brain, I am always thinking about, well, (laughs) cleaning, what what can I clean next? And Mm -hmm. how could we organize this and reorganizing my organizing and, you know, things like that. But even if your brain isn't wired that way, having a schedule and having something where, it's just a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes too, when you're in that mindset of, well, I'm not just wired, I'm, I'm just not wired that way, mm-hmm. or that's not my tendency. Use that as an opportunity to pray for discipline. Yeah. Because I've, I've heard ladies talk about that of, well, this is just not my gifting. Mm-hmm. Well, but as <clears throat> being a homemaker, your command is to be a manager of the home mm-hmm. and to take good care of the home and the mm-hmm. people in it. So pray for discipline, pray for Pray for God to grow you in that pray area. Pray that you start enjoying it. Yeah. Like, pray pray for little ways that you can start enjoying it. And I've yeah. talked before that having the right tools makes something way more enjoyable. So, oh, like, having sure. a cleaning product that you like, yeah. researching what the best product to use that would mm-hmm. be non-toxic or, like, smell nice or whatever whatever the things that you kind of enjoy, um, being mindful of that and getting the right tools. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Yeah. And then uh, we also do the putting the house to bed situation. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the night, before I, right before everybody goes to bed, we're like, okay, got to pick, pick up whatever's left. So yeah. whatever everybody's been playing with, whatever evening snack that anyone had, whatever cups are sitting out still, mm-hmm. any books left laying out, those all get, all get put away. So when we wake up in the morning, we're ready for the new day. We have found, um, I'm not a competitive person. It's just not, mm-hmm. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. There's not a bone <laughs> in my body that really cares about competition. <laughs> but Brandon is just wired for competition. Mm-hmm. That's just how he is. And our children have that gene. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've been turning a lot of things into races and yeah. competitions at our house. And it's made things so much fun for them. And one thing that we've started doing in the evenings, when we do our evening tidy or putting the house to bed, mm-hmm. I give them each a tidy bin. It's like mm-hmm. those cheap canvas bins. You can get them at Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just cheap. So I give each one of them a bin, and I say whoever fills theirs up the fa- the most mm-hmm. fastest wins. Yeah. Um, and whatever is basically waste down for me, mm-hmm. they pick up. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It's They just, everything goes in the bins, and mm-hmm. then I can sort them to their locations yeah. on the mm-hmm. table and then hand a pile of books to a kid and yeah. say, hey, take these to the playroom or, hey, take these mm-hmm. to your room and put them in your shoe drawer or what have you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but turning things into a competition, mm-hmm. we and then they want to time it too sometimes. So we've timed it before. And to do our whole house, there was one night they got it done in like, I want to say it was nine minutes or something, mm-hmm. something insane because they were just busting around. Yeah. Some of them I think were actually pulling things from <laughs> the actual homes yeah. to kind of I need a cushion into their mm-hmm. bins a little bit. But... Um, but that's worked really well. And they had a lot of fun with it, yeah. too, of mm-hmm. just 
you know, racing to see who could fill mm-hmm. up their bins the fastest, and then mom sorts, and they put them in the right spots. But that's a lot easier sometimes, especially when you have littles that may or may not actually know where the homes are for those things, mm-hmm. rather than picking up one item at a time and taking it to a different room, having a bin in each room, and you just go, okay, we're going to tie the living room. Everything on the floor goes in here. Tie to the playroom, yeah. everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that works out. Well, playroom, I guess, the stuff just goes straight back where they're at. But, but that works really well. Yeah. Um, for our family and finding ways to make it fun is helpful yeah, too. I think so too. Um, another one for me is just, I have to be here to do these things. I have to be here. Yeah. So that means that I have to limit myself doing other things outside the home, even if it's good things that would maybe be fun or, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe be a good thing. But if my, if my stuff at home isn't taken care of because I choose to homeschool my kids, because my husband chooses to work from home, because we have a lot of stuff going on here, mm-hmm. I have to actually be here. Right. And so sometimes we don't go on as many play dates, and that's just the reality of life. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I don't hang out with people as much or or um, go do an extracurricular things as much. But mm-hmm. I prioritize our life at home and a peaceful existence and keeping up with our work. Right. And so for this season, we're here more than we're not. Yeah. And I have to be here to get my stuff done because when I'm not here, then it gets overwhelming and I get behind <laughs> yes. and I'm like, ah, I feel like I can't do my things because right. I'm not here. So that was something that we found out the hard way when I was teaching was when COVID hit and I was just home. I was working from home, but trying to get fourth graders on a Zoom call, you know, it just, yeah. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't taking up my whole day mm-hmm. and our home was so peaceful Mm -hmm. and so joyful and it was easy for me to keep up with stuff and you mentioned earlier about having quiet evenings like Mm -hmm. you get to the evening and things are just done and Brandon and I kind of looked at each other during that time and I had already felt we had both already felt like the next obedient step was to get me home Mm -hmm. um and we were working towards that but then when we hit that point we thought how can we speed this up? Because <laughs> we like this. We like this a lot. Our evenings were so peaceful because mm-hmm. I had time during the day to cook and pick up after the meals and clean the house and all of those things. And before, when I was working full-time, mm-hmm. I I would have a friend come over once a week just to watch Jack so that I could get everything done mm-hmm. and blitz the house. And I hated it because I'd only get, you know, two hours a night with him or what have you before mm-hmm. bed. And, and so that was just a really... That was a joyful transition for our family when I came home was I got to be home more. Mm -hmm. Um, But then now that I am home full time, that temptation is kind of there to leave the home because there's Mm -hmm. things that are fun to do, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'd love to go run this errand today Mm -hmm. or go do this or that or the other. And like today I had like three errands that could have happened, Mm -hmm. but I'm not in a season where running errands all morning is a good idea. And so it's like, nope, those are going to wait. I'm going to be here with my kids. I'm going to snuggle my baby. We're going to play Legos, you know, things mm-hmm. like that needed to happen today, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but you have to be home for those mm-hmm. things to happen sometimes. Yeah. And then my last thing was just when you do get those pockets of time mm-hmm. where you're like, huh, school d- got done early, people are really peaceful right now, mm-hmm. or grandma took everyone to lunch, or right. whatever has happened, being wise with mm-hmm. your time and thinking, okay, now... I can go and make a sweep through of that closet real quick. Right. That extra thing that is not mm-hmm. on my daily chore list. It's not something that even has to be done, but it's something that needs to eventually be done. Right. And it's like, okay, here's my pocket of time. Here's my window. I'm going to go and go through this closet real quick. 
or flip these clothes sizes or mm -hmm. just the extra things that pop up um, using those pockets of time um, in the best way and not being like, okay, now I get to just veg out for a little bit and yeah. I need to de-stress and just sit here. It's like, no, see de-stressing as getting your work done. Right. And, and, so, and I am all for rest and we do that <laughs> on Sundays and I 100% will take a nap. But, but when it's time to work, Working hard. And well, that's a huge thing, Six days too. a week work. I was going to say, that's a huge thing, too, is working really hard six days a week. So when you hit Sunday, you're like, oh, I'm so ready for this rest. And then you rest really hard on Sunday. Yeah. And you feel totally fine And you about feel it. totally fine. Mm -hmm. You hit Monday. And for me, when we come home from church and we have lunch, we just, we rest and we rest really hard. Mm -hmm. I don't do any housework. We don't mm -hmm. do anything else. That's just, we spend time together as a family and we rest. And then by Monday morning, I'm like itching to get to yeah. the dishes yeah. or, you know, I'm like, mm -hmm. I just can't wait to organize something or mm -hmm. do this or get this situated. And, um, and that's a good thing. We should, we should have those, those times of reprieve and those times yeah. of rest mm -hmm. where we're not just it's like grinding to the bone every day. Need it. Yes. <laughs> huh. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So let's transition to how to prepare when you can't or, okay. I, and I mean, it may be unexpected. Maybe you don't get a time of preparation to prepare for when you can't keep a working house clean yeah. but sometimes you do sometimes you know sometimes you know you're going to be building a house right and you know you're about to enter a season <laughs> where you're going to be house building yeah. and you're going to be maybe like making lots of decisions yeah. lots of home depot runs yes <laughs> yeah or maybe you're going to be remodeling <laughs> or maybe you're going to be um living in a camper for a while while something else weird is happening mm -hmm. or maybe you're going to be living with in-laws yeah <laughs> yeah my friend Margo. um <laughs> Um, or maybe you're going to be living with in-laws, or maybe you're going to be having a baby, or maybe you're going to be pregnant and morning sick, or there's a thousand things that I could say. But sometimes you know when it's coming, and you have an opportunity to prepare mm -hmm. for that season when you're probably not going to be able to keep a working house clean. So right. let's talk about that. Um, I think first and foremost, the most important part is preparing your heart mm -hmm. and your mind just spiritually, knowing this season is coming. It's going to be different, but it's just going to be a season. Spending time praying that God will help you maintain a peaceful spirit and a cheerful spirit, even when things aren't going as planned, yeah. even when things aren't going the way that you want them to, because you still help set that emotional tone for your family and for your home, whether your home is in a camper or whether you're in transition between houses, yeah. like you said, or whether you just have a new baby and everything's different. Mm -hmm. Um, making sure that your heart and your mind are in a place that's honoring to the Lord and honoring to your family and that you're still um, being glorifying to him in the way that you're conducting mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things of, because sometimes it's easy as homemakers to feel that need to control things mm -hmm. and feel that need like, oh my gosh, the markers yes. are in the crayon drawer, mm -hmm. you know, or this is not how I clean the kitchen mm -hmm. or this is not, you know, and asking the Lord to give you enough strength and grace to just let that go and say, mm -hmm. you know what? It's okay. It's just a season. It's going to be yeah. different. I need to roll with it and be fine. And some people are going to be wired better to do that than yeah. others. But I think we can all as homemakers hit that point where it's just, we can become stressed by the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and so praying for grace to not, to not let that feel overwhelming, mm -hmm. even though things are kind of chaotic. Yeah. So I am a noticer. <laughs> like to a fault like I you know I know exactly what you someone, mean someone <laughs> so someone in my life who shall not be named he is not a noticer <laughs> and 
and that's fine. God made him differently. (laughs) So he could walk over a dead body and not notice. (laughs) Like, there's something in the floor. No, I'm kidding. But he is not a noticer, and I am like a noticer of everything. Yeah. And I recently prayed a prayer. God, help me not notice things that are not important during this season. Help me not to be stressed out about things that are outside of my control. Right. Or that are just not good for me to notice right now. Like, maybe it's just overexpending myself to notice the garage right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's overexpending myself for the shed to really have my focus. (laughs) Um, And I just prayed, like, God, please help me not to notice for a little bit. And I think that that's an okay prayer to pray for a season of, like, I want to be diligent and I want to clean my shed when it needs to be clean. And I want to take responsibility for that. Um, God gave me that shed and I want to be diligent to take good care of it. Sure. But there are certain seasons that's when you can't, that it's not the priority. Right. The priority sometimes is laying down. Yes. (laughs) So you don't go into labor. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that, so that's one thing that I've been learning in this, well, you know, this postpartum season has been harder than the other two Mm -hmm. and well, in its own way. And me. Tell everyone how old your baby is. We haven't said anything oh. about us. Oh, she just turned six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got she's, an itty baby in her arms she's right six now. Six weeks. And, and she's it, been so good. She's been super chill. Her eyes are open, but I think she's still sleeping. I think she's still sleeping. She's doing that Maybe creepy not. thing where oh, yeah. they kind of look at you, but they're sleeping. But they're actually like, not awake. <laughs> I'm afraid yeah. to touch the eyelids because yeah. then she'll startle. Don't but, do it. Um, but yes, she's six weeks old, and it's just been a. It's been an mm-hmm. interesting, had quite the ride. An interesting postpartum season. There's just been a lot around the house that I can't do that yeah. I typically will be able to do at this point. Mm-hmm. And Brandon and I actually had a conversation. I think I was, uh, I think it was three weeks postpartum, and I told him I was just in tears. I was like, I'm so sorry. The house is, mm-hmm. is you know, just exploding and everything's everywhere. And he genuinely, no joke, looked at me and goes, Where? <laughs> and I'm going. I have a whole list in my head, and then I realized in that, in within that conversation, he was so sweet and like coached mm-hmm. me through all of it mm-hmm. really, really kindly. But I realized in that conversation, he was not bothered by no. the fact that all of the clean clothes were in the laundry basket. Mm-hmm. They were clean. Yeah, they were just in the laundry basket. Mm-hmm. He was not bothered by the toys on the floor that hadn't been put away in a couple mm-hmm. days because we hadn't done the evening tidy because mom's not there to coordinate. Yeah. You know, and he you wasn't know bothered by the crumbs on the counter. You would know? have been bothered by a jerk of a wife. Yes. that would have been like, why is no one All helping? Of this isn't happening. <laughs> you know, but he didn't. Don't you even... see me over here <laughs> laid up? No one's taking care of anything. No one's doing a thing. But he genuinely, he yeah. also is not a noticer, and he did tell me. He said. I don't see these things. And in my head, I'm going, how do you not see them? Mm -hmm. It's all I can think about. (laughs) Laying here in bed, I'm like, those jeans haven't moved for four days, (laughs) you know. And he he doesn't Mm -hmm. see that. He sees me. He sees Mm -hmm. our children. Mm -hmm. And as long as we are loved and taken care of, he's fine, you know. And he also knows this is a season, you know. But being being willing, I think preparing your mind too to reprioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you are somebody who's wired like us that yeah. notices things and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, reprioritize to, okay, typically speaking, these things in my home are a priority. Right now, my home needs to kind of, some things in the home need to take yeah. a back, a back burner. Back burner. Seat. Back seat. That's okay. what I was looking for. Thank <laughs> you. Um, need to take a back seat for just a second while 
I make sure that the little kids are cared for yeah. and loved, or not even little, just kids, yeah. are, are loved and cared for, mm-hmm. and um, that we're establishing this time well as a family, mm-hmm. a new family, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, so sometimes you just have to take a step back and pray and ask the Lord, what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. What do you have for me in this season? What do you want me to focus on? Mm-hmm. Rather than focusing on the shed yeah. or the garage yeah. or the fact that the toys in the backyard aren't mm-hmm. where they're supposed to be or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, um, praying and asking the Lord for wisdom about what do you want me to prioritize right mm-hmm. now? What's the most important for my family yeah. and home in this season? And what is the most honoring to you, God? Yeah. Is it me griping at people in right. the house getting clean? Yeah. Or is it me honoring you through submission to the season that you have us in mm-hmm. and your sovereignty in it? And me not being able to do what I normally do. Right. And me instead being kind and gracious and loving to the people around me. And knowing that it's just a season. Mm-hmm. Lord willing. Yeah. Lord willing is just a season. Mm-hmm. And I know one day I will be able to get up and do a full day of housework. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to feel really good. I'm not there yet. That's yeah. not where we're at. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, I need to be okay with that. It's it's a still a season that I'm I've been given, and therefore it's a season that I need to learn to steward well. Yeah. Um, Practically speaking, one thing that I do um, when I can't do all the things mm-hmm. is just make a list, yeah. like everything that I do notice that but can't do it. So it's not just running over and over and over again in my head. It's written somewhere. It's written somewhere, and I can forget about it. And at some point, I'll look at that and have a time that I can go and do that one thing. Mm-hmm. And until then, it just will live on that list, and it's fine. That's its home. Or you have a friend that stops by and very lovingly says, I have 30 minutes. What can I do? (laughs) Jordan did that for me when I was, what was that, three? It was two weeks because it was right after things got weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But you stopped by and were dropping something off for me, and you said, I have 30 minutes. What can I do? Mm -hmm. And in my head for days... There were a few things that I was just like, I can't get to this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to burden Brandon with this, but they need to happen. Mm-hmm. And I was able to say, okay, these things please can happen. Take please take my sheets. Please take my sheets. <laughs> Put my important. sheets in the washer. And we need clean toilets. Yeah. Like, these things mm-hmm. need to happen. And so having a list like mm-hmm. that, yeah. one, and I know you've said this before, but sometimes having it on a list, you realize how silly it is. Right. And you're like, I don't actually yeah. need to prioritize yeah. this right now. The freezer um, is fine. This is not something that Don't need to, to have frost today. <laughs> If you won't ask a friend to do it when they stop yes. by, mm-hmm. it's probably not something that mm-hmm. has to happen that day. But yes, writing everything down is super helpful. Also, if it's something, if, if it's a season you know you're going into, I, our church is so good at, at sending meals. Yeah. So good. But if you're in a church where they don't send meals, yeah. preparing food yes. ahead of time. Bulk, mm-hmm. prep, bulk prep some breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I, one thing that I did too was as I was cooking dinner for the first, for the last couple months of my pregnancy, I would double batch it yeah. and freeze half mm-hmm. so that, which I'm thankful for now because now our meal train is done. I'm not quite to the point where I'm ready to be up on mm-hmm. my feet a ton, mm-hmm. but I still have stuff in my freezer that I can mm-hmm. pull. And then you're not jumping in feet first, mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. soon as, as soon as that thing, that meal train is done. Yeah. And also if you are in a community that does not prepare meals mm-hmm. like if that's not a service um pray and ask god to help you establish that yeah because that i have seen that be established over mm-hmm. the past six years of something that 
wasn't didn't really happen a ton um and then now it's like you post a meal train and in 30 seconds it's filled it's up filled and you're up. like dang it i didn't make it to her meal train <laughs> it's like i had to wait for a cancellation to get on here we, we had people texting us while we were still in the hospital saying i'm so sorry i didn't make it to your meal train I'm yeah like, i know. We haven't even looked at it yet <laughs> it's filled <laughs> up um it's but but yeah, that's such like a blessing. notify so me sweet. if a cancellation occurs <laughs> yes um, can, can we get a wait list on, yeah. them, on that yeah but, um, yeah, praying and asking God, or maybe even um, God would lay it on your heart to establish to this culture, that. to start doing that, to start um, making a meal train when someone has a baby or if someone's in the hospital mm-hmm. or someone has a hard season. And some train. churches may not, may not, that may not be something that they've thought about. Yeah. You know, but if you, if you mention it to some ladies at your church, I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure you would find people who'd yeah. be like, absolutely, I'll bring them And I'll it's such a, a blessing. You know? It is such a blessing. It is. It's a huge blessing. Oh, Our church does it for, was it a month? Yes. A month. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just, it's it's wonderful to be able to do it for someone, mm-hmm. like to bring a meal. That is a huge blessing, and I love getting to do that. And it's also a huge blessing to be on the receiving end of that, too. It's like, wow, this was, this was great. Another thing that's helpful with that, too, is as a postpartum mom, it gives you people regularly checking in on you, yes, too. Which it is gives important. you ladies that you love showing up at your door and saying, saying, how's how nursing are going? You? <laughs> yeah. How's the baby? Are you are okay? okay? Yeah. I got and a few minutes. Need anything? Do you need anything? That mm-hmm. is so helpful yeah. because, you know, our church does it every other day. And it's a perfect time because mm-hmm. you know that, especially if you're kind of cocooned mm-hmm. for the newborn season, mm-hmm. you know, like we were, where we weren't getting out of the house and I wasn't super mobile and getting around and stuff we as an extrovert that mm-hmm. was really hard and people. knowing that somebody would be mm-hmm. over in a day be like mm-hmm. okay all right i'll have somebody to talk to it'll be fine mm-hmm. is really really helpful yeah yeah another thing we did too was i picked up paper and plastic things from sam's in bulk yes. and just set them on our coffee bar mm-hmm. and that's what we used yeah typically speaking that's not what we do mm-hmm. but for that season it's been so helpful because mm-hmm. it, it increases the trash a little bit, mm-hmm. but it decreases all oh. the dishes. Mm-hmm. And it's been so helpful for Brandon, too, because it's that's one less thing that he has mm-hmm. to think about yeah. when I can't do that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, when I can't do the dishes and stuff, he, he it makes it just so much easier for yeah. him, who's already had a full work day mm-hmm. and is coming home yeah. to a wife not able to do a ton and mm-hmm. a new baby and mm-hmm. then two kids. And it's really, it's like a small expense mm-hmm. that... It makes things a lot easier. Especially if you buy it in bulk. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's helpful, too. I still too. have um, plasticware that you brought me when I was on bed rest. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> use that for, uh, use that yeah. for when yeah. the new just, baby comes. Just keep it in the backstash. Yep. Backstash? Backstock. Backstock. There we go. I think the worst part is that I just went with it. You're like, yeah, I was like, yeah, totally know what you mean. Keep it in the backstash. <laughs> I need to relabel my bin backstash instead of backstock. <laughs> okay, what else do you have for preparing? I have some things about what to do when you can't. Okay. When you yeah. can't prepare. I think the first thing is, well, and this is even when you can, but don't neglect the reading of the word. Yeah. Even when you feel like you're in a really tumultuous season mm-hmm. and things are just out of hand, don't neglect that. Mm-hmm. Don't you, neglect the reading of the word listening. or prayer. Yes. Yeah. We live in a time where you can mm-hmm. just listen. If that's all you can do, if you can't even keep your eyes open, you can listen. 
Well, and one thing with with nursing, I'll just I'll hold her and I'll put my Bible app on. Yep. And then it'll automatically scroll for you if you what? hit play mm-hmm. and your phone is fully charged. That's, okay. That's okay. the hiccup. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can I just set it on like the nursing pillow or like mm-hmm. a table close to me or something, mm-hmm. and it'll automatically scroll as it reads to you. So I can still read along mm-hmm. with it as I'm hearing it, but then I'm not having to like balance mm-hmm. everything, you mm-hmm. know, or try to hold an actual Bible while trying to do things. And mm-hmm. so that's super helpful. And then remembering that your expectations and hope are in the Lord, not mm-hmm. in a perfect home. Yeah. Pray that his, his love and presence is still evident in your home mm-hmm. and um, that your home is a peaceful place, even mm-hmm. if it's louder and messier than yeah. usual, you yeah. know? I think learning to be grateful for the season. Like, yeah. Whatever the season looks like, like what's yeah. the beauty in it? What mm-hmm. is the sweetness in it? Mm-hmm. Like what are some things that you can be grateful for? Maybe it's more time that you're getting to sit with your kids that you don't normally. Maybe it's more time that you could sit and read to them that you don't normally get. You know, just what a, maybe it's a closeness with the Lord Mm -hmm. that you've never felt before. It's like you didn't know it would take this to get you there. But just being thankful for whatever sweetness God provides through Mm -hmm. difficulty. It reminds me of what Jared says of thankfulness is a secret sauce of life. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) choosing to be thankful even Mm -hmm. if it's tricky or, Mm -hmm. you know, has some hard spots to it. Just Praise him for what you can. Praise him for the good. Be thankful for what you can. Mm-hmm. And even that just changes your whole outlook as as far as everything in the home goes, too. It reorients your heart pretty quickly. For sure. What else you got? Um, oh, outsourcing. Yep. It's okay to outsource. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, out, it's okay to outsource, and it's okay to delegate tasks. Yeah. And that's true of even when things aren't in a hard season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it. part of being a good manager of the home is knowing when it's wise to outsource. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be skills and giftings that other people have that are going to be things you don't have. You're mm-hmm. not skilled in. And it's okay to outsource and delegate if that's what's going to work well for your family yeah. during that time. Obviously, there are things that we should not be outsourcing and yeah. delegating, you know, but um, there are things that it's okay to do. Like I told Brandon, there's not an ounce. In, there's not a bone in my body that wants chickens. Yeah. But I'm really thankful that I can drive by Terry's house and pick up some eggs. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's okay to do that. I don't mm-hmm. have to raise chickens yeah. just so f- my family can have fresh eggs. Yeah. You know, that's like, a, you know, super small example, but it's okay to, to have that list to say, mm-hmm. you know, when your husband comes home, hey, babe, can you do this? Can you yeah. take care of this? Can you, mm-hmm. you know, obviously don't turn into a drippy faucet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't make your husband mm-hmm. want to live in a corner of a rooftop. Mm-hmm. But asking for yes, absolutely things that you need help with, mm-hmm. or just asking for asking for help from friends too, yeah. and being okay with saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, can you grab the Actually, sheets off yes, my bed and toss sheets. them in the washer?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, be, realize that that can be a blessing to people too when they get mm-hmm. to help, mm-hmm. and not not being so prideful or um, worrying if somebody is there saying, "Hey, can I help?" Mm-hmm. They actually gonna, want to. You're not going to mm-hmm. be a burden by saying, no. can yes. you grab my sheets mm-hmm. or can you wipe down my kitchen mm-hmm. counters or can mm-hmm. you, you know, they're they're there to help and they yeah. want to and that can be a blessing to them. So don't rob them of that blessing yeah. by saying, no, I got everything yeah. when everything's We're imploding. Fine. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> and then crying when yeah. they leave, mm-hmm. you know. No. But being okay with outsourcing and delegating. Yeah. And, and I think just knowing that if you're, if you're in a season where you, you have a busy working home, yeah. Like sometimes that means that God provides other means to get everything done. It doesn't right. have to be through your hands that every single thing gets done. Mm-hmm. But being a manager means how can yeah, delegating, knowing whose hands things need to happen with. Right. And knowing 
that you need to not feel like you are the sole provider of everything in the home. Yes. Um, because then you're just going to explode yourself mm-hmm. and um, and also be probably super crabby in the process. Right. Because, you, yeah. Yep. You'll overextend yourself, yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think in a hard season, too, just on, on a practical standpoint just picking the areas that are of vital importance mm-hmm. like yeah. mm-hmm. bathroom kitchen mm-hmm. floors probably need to be done at some point mm-hmm. even if you have something like we have a Roomba and I love that because mm-hmm. you can just run that over the floors just yeah. take a layer off and yeah. it won't get everything mm-hmm. it's kind of like a four-year-old yeah. won't get everything yeah. but it'll get enough um but just focusing reprioritizing and focusing on okay what's what do we need to have a sanitary yeah living environment mm-hmm. you know it's okay if it's a little cluttery mm-hmm. what do we need for clean living right now. Right. And that's basically... Picking and choosing your things. Right. Kitchen, and bathroom, Maybe even floors. writing those things down. <laughs> yeah. Like, these are my things. This is what I'm has not, to I'm going to let everything else go until God provides a little window for me. And that's helpful, too, when... If you do have a husband who's not a noticer, mm-hmm. you know, or if, if you have a husband who says, hey, I want to help, but I don't know what to do, or, mm-hmm. you know, having those things written down so it's not you having to say... Yeah. Because I struggle with that. I don't want to, I never want to be a burden to him. Mm-hmm. I never want to, you know, feel like I'm just handing stuff yeah. over all the time. But, but at the There's same time, he's like, spot. I need mm-hmm. to know what you need. Yeah. Here's you the know? list. If you got a few extra minutes, here's the list. Here's Grab the, something off of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super helpful. Cool. Other than that, I think that's it. Cool. All right. Well, we obviously could talk about this for a long time. Oh We're at gosh. an hour at this point. <laughs> anyways, thank you for listening, everyone. And if, I mean, if you're like us and you just can't get enough of it, you just check out that <laughs> Keeping Home page on the website. And there's a lot of resources on there, too. So, anyways, thank you for listening. Until next time. Hey, everyone. We want to thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast and continuing to come back. You guys have certainly been an encouragement to us, and we hope we've been an encouragement to you as well. We want to continue this work, and we need your help to do that. If you'd head over to the Fruitful and Fearless website, it's just fruitfulandfearless.com. You can find memberships there that are different tiers that contain different benefits to you as well. If you want to just support us for the heck of it because you're enjoying the show, that's always a blessing as well. But we try to make it even more worth it for you with recipes, groups, for homeschooling and cooking, baking, natural health. We try to put as many resources on there as we can. But thank you for your support. It greatly helps our family.